Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. I haven't talked yet today, so I'm a little squeaky. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. Today is uh, March 16th, 2021. Woohoo! And I'm sitting here broadcasting on a beautiful Sunday morning from the bright red desk. And uh, welcome to the Weekly Weather, where we talk about the heavens above, what's going on, how they're going to impact you, what it's going to feel like this week, and important, more importantly, what you can actually do about it, if anything. And uh, this week's a big one because we are in eclipse season. The eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming. So we're, we're heading up towards that full moon eclipse in the heavens that's going to take place next week on the 26th, but we're in the build-up. We had the new moon last week, which said, yeah, we're off and running. And so now we're in that mode. We're in the mode of let's create, let's build, let's go forward. Where are we going? What's going to happen? All that kind of fun stuff. So when we look at the uh, the full moon eclipse that's coming up, we know that that is tied to uh, the energy that we had um, in 19. 2019, the new moon that happened on uh, November 27th, and then there was a full moon, an opening quarter moon that happened last October, last August 27th, and now we are at the full moon, uh, which is five Gemini Sag. Uh, the sun is in Gemini. The moon's in been Sag. Those other ones, the new moon, and then it was Virgo Sun in Sag, and then we'll have a closing square in uh, the end of um, February of 2022, where the sun will be in Pisces and the moon will be uh, in Sag. So the energy repeats. So what we're doing is go back to those earlier stories, look at what was going on then, because now you're doing the next step of it. And so the beauty of the lunation cycle, I mean, it's obviously tied to the human gestation cycle. If you think about it, you go, yeah, that kind of... That is about nine and a half months. You know, it's like it's happening again. So we have this energy where we're working with the heavens kind of a little bit out of control. Because not only are we having eclipses where the dragons eat the lights, that was the mythology in the old days, that the dragons ate the lights and then they were gone. And then they came back again, right? So the full moon, the moon gets eaten up. On the solar eclipse that's on June 10th, the uh, sun gets eaten up Hmm. Uh, so when that happens it the lights go out it kind of interrupts the electromagnetic I mean now we know this right it interrupts the electromagnetic force hitting earth kind of like when the when your light bulb blows so when you know you turn it on you're kind of you're a little shocked you know pops you turn it on it goes pop and turns dark same idea and eclipses often bring up old stuff because we have to handle them and this is an emotional eclipse so it's going to bring up old stuff. Uh, the other piece of it is we have <laughs> Mercury and Venus out of bounds on the eclipse. Mars right now, today, is out of bounds. But Mercury and Venus will be out of bounds on the eclipse. So when we have that energy, we really recognize that there's a there's kind of a pull, there's kind of a pulse, there's kind of an intensity that we don't normally deal with on every regular days. And... Uh, Eclipse is my, my astrology teacher, uh, my first astrology teacher, a really wonderful astrologer named John Marcusella. Um, 
So they're kind of like boils. They're like lancers. You kind of have to pick them like those big juicy pimples. So it'll feel like there's a big juicy pimple somewhere in your life that wants to get popped. And emotional things come to light. You see it on a different way. You understand it in a in a new way or a new form. So there's there's kind of this intensity of energy that's part and parcel of of the eclipse that brings to light things that you know we really need to look at. We need to see. When we cast the eclipse for Washington D.C., we see the rising sign for the May 26th eclipse it takes place at uh, 7:13 in the morning. And in, it's got a lot of planets in the 12th house, suggesting there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, that there's a lot of activity. Now, the second eclipse, the one that happens on June 10th, is right on Donald Trump's sun. Uh, you, have an, you have a nodal return every 19 years. Think about when you were 19, when you were 36, yada, yada. Add 19 to it. So he's having one. He's having a nodal return on this eclipse. So it should be pretty big and dramatic for him. Um, and we do know that back when, well, we don't know for sure because they didn't tell us, but we, we postulate. Last summer when he went to the hospital, and then he was doing all that camera dog girl thing, you know, he was reciting things in order. <laughs> That's a stroke test. They give that to people when they have a stroke. It's not, a, you know, it was recorded, reported as a dementia test, but it's actually what they give you when you have a stroke. And they never told us why they flew him to the hospital so quick that day. Um, so we'll see what happens. Not predicting it, just saying we're going to pay attention to what's going on in the big the big guy's, big guy's chart. Uh, and um, a lot of energy in it because it is a direct, that next eclipse is a direct hit on his son. Uh, and eclipse means to leave, to rise up, to shift, to change. So we'll see the energy. We're all having it at, you know, 19. And then we're also all having it at uh, 5 of Jet of Gemini and Sag. So the energy is intense, passionate, and a little out of control, but it also brings to light things that need to be solved. Now, usually this is not something you haven't known about. This is something you knew about, you just maybe didn't handle. Other times, it is a brand new revelation. Stuff comes up. Eclipses are also times when people... Um, leave. You know, if they've been pretty sick or they've been hanging on by a thread, they go. You know, so I got a text from one of my friends yesterday that, you know, a woman who, who she is a good friend of hers who's been slowly dying over the last three years of cancer left, and then an unexpected one left. Remember, it's Gemini, Sag, so it will happen in doubles. There'll be two. There'll be two. Um, so we're going to watch for the one-two. And this week, as we have the emotions come to light, as we build up to May 26th, uh, then next week we have the, okay, now that that came to light, now this is what I'm going to do about it. So do expect things to come up, and because Mercury and Venus are both out of bounds on this eclipse, it can be stuff that you're kind of like, wow, that's really bigger than I thought it would be. You know, because planets out of bounds don't always follow the rules. They, you know, they report on things. They tell us what's going on, but they don't. They don't actually do it the way we <laughs> do it the way we think they do. They should. They do it the way they're like maximum attention. Want to make sure you see this. Want to make sure you know how you're going to deal with this, right? So that's part of the. That's how they work. Um, and your job with this is just to go. Okay, 
how how do I do it? So as we enter into the eclipse season, we are going to have things come to light, depending as how the planets hit our chart. So there's not any one day that I can say, hey, this day watch for. But there are, it's a buildup of energy. And it's going, of course, towards a full moon. In New York, they keep the full moons, uh, the bus drivers and the police and the hospitals all know when the full moons are coming because there's a rush a rush of stuff. You know, this is when babies are born. A lot of them are born new. A lot of them are born full. I've got a friend who works at uh, a hospital here in New York in maternity, and populations tend to swell at the lunar phases. She keeps track of these things because she's got to know how many babies are in the room. Um, so when we look at the the full moon eclipse, it is 12-6. So that does tend towards bringing up health issues on the East Coast, East Coast stuff. And it also has um, Mercury, of course, is in his retrograde shadow. He hasn't stationed to go retrograde yet. He entered his shadow last week on the 15th. So he's going to start showing you things that you need to watch for as he gets closer and closer to um, going retrograde. But he's, you know, he's still in his shadow, but he is out of bounds. So it's pretty good, pretty good tales he tells. And the, um, the eclipse chart is for the day of Mercury, hour of the moon, um, so if you have health things or you're going to the doctor, this is going to be when they get diagnosed, figured out, that you know, they talk to you about them. And the energy also is uh, pretty intense for people feeling, um, this is one of those ones you want to kind of watch where you might be in the mood to pick up. If you've had a previous addictive issue, uh, you can tend to run a little more addictive on this one because the energy of Bacchus is active. And Bacchus, of course, was the old god of lust and drinking and dancing and stuff like that. And uh, there's a, so you want to kind of pay attention. I'm kind of feeling a little lustful, <laughs> feeling a little Bacchian, ready for a little revelry. So you want to kind of go, okay, so let me uh, let me just double down on my my things that my self care, right? And the sun is aspecting Nemesis, suggesting we can um, cause problems. And Mercury is mm, looks to be contraparallel Hidalgo, so we're not necessarily going to want to solve the problem. We might want to cause it. <laughs> so when that happens, I'm always like, "Oh, it's going to be a wild week in the world." So we're going to have fun this week, and our job, of course, should we decide to accept it, is um, to figure out how we want to approach things. You know, what's our what's our best approach? What's our best strategy for dealing with this? and what what invites us. Now, we know we're as we head into eclipse season, in the middle of the whole mess, we're going to have that second Uranus uh, Saturn square. We had the first one February 17th. Now we're having the second one, uh, and then we have the third one in December. Uh, so the second one takes place at 13, and it will activate uh, any planets we have at 13, obviously, but it also, as we're building up to it, this is where we've been maybe thinking about making changes, maybe trying to figure out what we're going to do, if we're going to do it. So now the eclipse is going to push us. It's going to impel us. It's going to invite us. It's going to squeak us. You know, like think of like a little squeaky toy. If you have a dog that plays with a squeaky toy, it's going to squeak us to make some changes to see things that we had been, no, we knew about them, but now we have now we have the imperature, we have the invitation, we have the 
encouragement or we just simply have to make changes. So um, a very active eclipse period and very active aha moment. And I remember a long time ago, <clears throat> I had a friend who was in the process of getting divorced. And he did not want to get divorced. He really felt he wanted to stay. And um, his, his wife said something to him that made him, that was it for him. He was done. And she said to him, well, I only married you because my father didn't like you. And, you know, I'm sure there were many, many things, many, many things, you know, that you could say, whatever. But that's the one that made it click off for him. And I remember him repeating it to me, and I'm like, wow. And I said, how do you feel? He goes, I'm done. And he was. That was it. He was done. That was the phrase that put him over, made him see it, made him change it. I only married you because my father didn't like you. Um, all right. Okay, got it. Done. So there can be phrases like that. Remember, it's got that it's got that energy. Um, one of the things that happens this week is Saturn stations to go retrograde for us. You know, we had Pluto stationing. Um, we had Pluto stationing a couple of weeks ago. This week, Saturn stations, and he stations on May twenty third to go retrograde. Uh, and he will go backwards until the fall. So as we pull into him five days before, which is the 18th, uh, five days after, which is the um, 28th, we feel the Saturn stopping. And he stations at 13, 13 Aquarius. And when he stops, he pivots, and he heads backwards for a while. Uh, so with Saturn stopping this week, we have, uh, you know, kind of, there was an old thing. It was I don't remember what it was from, but it was slowly I turn. It was they would say the word Niagara Falls, Niagara up upstate. That's where Niagara Falls is. Niagara Falls, slowly I turn, step by step, inch by inch. So Saturn's turning this week. <laughs> he's stopping and he's turning around. You know, your parents used to say. Hey, if you make me come up there, don't make me come up there. Don't make me get out of my chair. That's that's what's happening this week. So on a cosmic level, it's an interesting week. And our job, you know, is to recognize that with these turning points, with these ideas, with these um, intensities, that we're going to have a fun week, but we're also going to have a pretty intense week. So I'm in June, so I don't want to be in the June calendar. I want to be in the May calendar. I was going to say, those days did not look right. All right, here is May. Yes, we're in May, the lusty month of May. Okay, so today, uh, this week, as I mentioned, was um, the 16th. So today the moon is in Cancer. It's the beginning of Shabbat at sundown. And the moon goes void at can in Cancer tomorrow at 2.23 a.m. with an opposition to Pluto on the 17th. And then it goes, so this is, the moon today has got a hard energy. Then the moon goes into Leo at 8.44 a.m. on the 17th. It says Leo on the 17th, the 18th, the 19th. Goes void at 3.13 p.m. with a square to the sun. So moon in Leo squares sun in Taurus. This is a separating, fighting, arguing energy. Um, okay, closing, um, opening quarter, inviting us to take an action to figure out where we're going. Uh, and then the moon goes into goes void at 3:13 on, but it, with a hard energy. So Monday, Tuesday, clarifying is what we're going to call them. Uh, goes into Virgo at 4:59 p.m. East Coast, 19th on the 19th. It's in Virgo Wednesday night, 
Thursday, Friday goes void at 3.56 with a trine to Pluto. So Thursday night, Wednesday night, all day Thursday, all day Friday, busy. Friday, this Thursday, the sun enters Gemini. We, we finish the fixed season of Taurus and we enter the mutable season of Gemini in spring, which means we're going to bounce between spring days and summer days. We're going to have a 90-degree day here in New York this week, at least that's what they're telling us, because we're heading into that mutable season where we march between spring and summer. Um, so Virgo is uh, leaves on two, at 3, 5, 6 p.m. on the 21st, and then it's void all afternoon and goes into um, Libra, 9.35 p.m. Friday night, and it's Saturday night, it's in, uh, Saturday it's in Libra, Sunday it's in Libra, and it goes void at 5.36 p.m. with a square to Pluto, so hard energy. That's the day that Saturn stations too. So we're going to, you know, that, that whatever that separating, stopping energy is, it'll be a little equivalent to, I only married you because my father didn't like you. You know, something like that. It'll be some kind of thing where you go, wow, really? Remember, Saturn in Aquarius, I often joke with Aquarian clients, oh, yeah, you have that Aquarian death stare. And they, they all know what I mean, because Aquarius has this thing where they can put up with a heck of a lot, and then one day they're done. They're just done. And, and they kind of, they click off. And you can say to them, well, you know, like that was compared to the other stuff I've done to you, that was nothing. And they go, I know, but I'm done. So well, we, may all have a, we may all have a little run-in with an Aquarian death stare this week, where we kind of go, yeah, yeah, no, I'm done. And, and so that energy is pretty strong. Um, so we have the Saturn stationing, uh, and, and then the moon goes void at 5.36 p.m. on the 23rd, and it goes into Scorpio on the 11th uh, at 11 p.m. on the 23rd, and the Scorpio um, energy has a closing sextile to Pluto, but that's at 11 at night on Sunday. So the moons this week are a little, little crabby. On our Donald scale, which is the one Donald always likes it when I say which are the days that are very intense, somebody wrote you. Somebody wrote me the other week. Goes, what's the Donald scale? I have this wonderful friend named Donald, um, and he's like, Ann, you know, I really like it when you tell me the intense days. I'm like, okay, I can do that. So the intense, and that's we call the Donald scale. So the intense days this week are Wednesday and Friday because there's a lot of intensity in the sky those days. Um, and uh, so, and of course, we're in eclipse season leading up to the full moon, so like the whole friggin' week's eclipsed. The whole friggin' week is intense, but particularly Wednesday and Friday on the Donald scale. Um, and that is, uh, the energies are active, there's a lot going on, you're kind of feeling, you're kind of feeling it, right? So the other features of the week, besides the Saturn stationing to go retrograde until the fall, we have um, the sun trining Pluto, which is really, remember Mercury did and Venus did, now sun does, and he invites us to uh, work with the energy of transformation and change. We have Venus in a trine, to Saturn. Remember Mercury Mercury did it last week, Venus does it this week, Sun will do it in a couple weeks. Um, This energy of, oh, we were arguing about this before, but now I think I have a solution. Remember, Venus and Mercury are both in air signs, so rather than struggling with Saturn like the Sun is this week, 
Venus and Mercury are going to come up with plans. So last week Mercury had a plan. This week Venus has a plan. And Saturn kind of blesses it and says, yeah, go do it. You, you go do that. Yeah, you know, go, go, go off and do it. Now, of course, he's going to change his mind at the end of the week when he goes retrograde. But meantime, you got the permission, you go. <laughs> you ever had that where they, they give you a yes, but they don't really know quite what they, they were a little distracted and they go, yeah, yeah, okay. And then they, and then you're like, oh, really? Okay, good. And you run off. <laughs> that kind of week. You get the permission, you go. Um, and we also have the sun square Jupiter, which is a, kind of an intense energy of overdoing. And remember, the sun will be uh, in Gemini when he uh, squares Jupiter in Pisces. So that's kind of highly emotional, right? Because the sun's going to go into Gemini this week, and on Friday he's going to square Jupiter. Remember, Jupiter's just snuck into Pisces last week. And what happened when he snuck into Pisces? They said, get rid of your masks. <laughs> and, of course, this astrologer is going, oh, you guys really clearly do not have an astrologer in charge anywhere in the federal government. <laughs> There's nobody talking to the astrologers. Because my paranoia is, you know, we had the Mercury and Pisces. We heard about the stupid COVID. No offense, COVID. I'm not being mean to you. We had the Venus Sun and Venus Sun and Pisces, and that's when it hit New York. And then we had the Mars and Pisces, um, which was <laughs> May and June last year, and that's when it hit the country. And now Jupiter's in Pisces through the end of the 31st of July. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know about this whole mask thing if you've been vaccinated. All those people that you know don't want to wear masks, they're just going to say they were vaccinated. And they probably weren't vaccinated if they didn't wear a mask. And, you know, it's just like mind-boggling to me, but whatever. And my concern uh, is India. We had people that went over to India to help who were fully vaccinated and they died. Uh, so I'm like, you know, that makes me think that the variant in India is not necessarily following the rules of the vaccine. It kind of does its own thing. Of course, I'm totally freely admitting I could be a little paranoid right now. But there's a little part of me that goes, I'm still wearing my mask. Um, so just, you know, I just, but, but yeah, we, we saw that Jupiter go into Pisces. This is astrology in action, people. Jupiter went into Pisces. They're like, take off your masks and fly. <laughs> And I was like, what? <laughs> Jupiter and Pisces, you're free. Okay. Hmm, how do I feel about that? And I'm a Virgo. We're neurotic. I totally get it. I know, I know I'm neurotic. I, You know, I don't jump into swimming pools. I wade. You want me to take my mask off in public no matter what? I'm going to wear my mask. But you guys do what you want. It's all good. But, yeah, it just made me a little like, so our job is to recognize paranoia is also up there in the heavens. And, I, you know, I'm always like, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean you're wrong. <laughs> so for those of you who are feeling a little paranoid, it doesn't mean you're wrong. But it does mean, you know, kind of dig in a little and say, well, what am I paranoid about? Where is this from? Because the energy in the heavens is also a little paranoid. Um, not bad paranoid, but just, you know, possible paranoid. Mercury uh, in... Um, Mercury in Gemini is squaring Neptune in Pisces. And next week, of course, Venus is going to square Neptune in Pisces. And then in a week after that, the sun is. So I'm, I'm all like, yeah, let's, let's play safe for a little bit longer. Uh, so that's the energy of the week from the moon's point of views. And remember, moon in Cancer is emotional and sensitive. 
moon in Leo, which is Tuesday, Wednesday, is Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, is very creative. Virgo is very service-oriented. That's the Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon, Thursday, Friday, and then Libra's partners. So the weekend's got a hard moon because the moon's in a hard aspect, and and the Cancer moon's in a hard aspect. The Leo moon is in a hard aspect. So the Virgo moon is really the only moon this week you want to, you know, go, oh, yeah, that's going to work out okay. Um, And we do have spring start. Let's see what else is going on in our sheets. Um, We have, as I mentioned, the sun entering Gemini on May 20th. The sun goes from the degrees of 25 Taurus to 5 Gemini, heading up to that full moon eclipse. Uh, which takes place uh, next week on the 26th. But we're heading towards it. And uh, we did the Sun square Gemini, so that we're covered. That's the, and the Sun trine Pluto. So those power, power dynamics on the 17th, and then uh, arguments and squares and cranky on the 21st. A little overdoing. Um, the Mercury this week is slowing down because he's getting ready to station next week. Uh, so he is um, uh, going slower. Venus is whipping along, and she's going to pass him um, or catch up to him this week. So Mercury goes from 18 Gemini to 23 Gemini, and he has the uh, arguments about relationships and partnerships on the 19th, and then he has a square to Athena uh, and to Neptune, kind of pushing stuff up, pushing energy up and kicking it up. Um, we also have Venus in Gemini running from uh, 8 Gemini to 20. She's really kicking kicking along. She has important connections and relationships on the 17th when she dives into the note of fate and kind of brings things to our attention and maybe new people coming in or people going out uh, because she does have a fight on the 16th. <laughs> <laughs> she, has a, she has an argument. She has the, I only married you because my father didn't like you comment, right? So we're going to watch for that. And words that wound, you know, 17th, 18th. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's time for those to be said and uh, to be responsible for them uh, or to take your, take, your, take your understanding of them into a different place. Uh, Venus also sesquiquadrates Pluto on the 18th, which is a little bit of stress in relationships. But then she gets permission. Uh, she gets the yes and she roll, rolls. You know, that's going to be on the 19th. You get the yes and you roll. And then there's an opposition to Juno on the 24th, which is, again, a lot of negotiating around partnerships, relationships. Venus right now, because she is out of bounds, is not necessarily, uh, um, what's the right word for it? She's a little over the top, right? So she's in Gemini. Um, she's heading towards out-of-bounds status this week. And as she does that, you know, we get, we, get a, we get her overreacting. That's a better way to say it. Because when she's in Gemini, she tends to be a little dramatic. Um, we love our Gemini Venuses, but they are, you know, there's always something. There's always something. So there will be something this week for Venus, just Venus to chew on. Mars this week is in Cancer. Um, and he is at 15 to 20 cancer. He doesn't have a whole lot of uh, stuff, but he does kind of clear out some stuff on May 20th. And uh, he does. He also adjusts his energy and relationships on May 24th. Sometimes because these are eclipses, they may not be relationships 
that you're in personally, but if you've been caretaking for someone who's been sick, or this is just, a, you know, eclipses or departure times, because a lot of times when people pass, um, the nodes are active, you know, because the node of fate says you're done with your fate on the mortal plane. We're going to take you off to the next chapter, right? So because the sun and the moon are both on the nodes of fate, um, and Mercury, you know, the gang is up there kind of thing. Venus aspects it, Mercury aspects it. Um, we can anticipate ins and outs, literally on Earth, but also people arriving in our life to talk to us. And, of course, because we are in Mercury's retrograde shadow, we can be hearing from people from our past. As I mentioned, station, Saturn stations to go retrograde. A uh, lot of changes around home and hearth on the 23rd of May. And, um, yeah, kind of a forward motion energy there. So off we go. Wishing you a great week. And um, remember, the eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.